this tree could possibly be as much as 2,000 years old. Uh, to think that it you know, goes all the way back to the time of Jesus is certainly uh, pretty awe-inspiring that anything could be alive for that long. Byron Carmine is a tree hunter. He's not just after any old tree, he hunts for champs. Champs are the crown jewels of the forest. They have the largest height and circumference out of all the old-growth trees. And since old-growth trees are rapidly dying out, people like Byron have been on the hunt for champs in hopes of saving them. This week on the Nature Stories podcast, producer Hilary Frank goes to Southampton, Virginia, to see Byron's biggest find yet. I'm Samantha Brown with Atlantic Public Media, curating this podcast in collaboration with the Nature Conservancy and the Public Radio Exchange. Each week, we bring you pieces about the intersection of people and place. Up now, Virgin Forest, produced by Hilary Frank for Weekend America. Byron Carmine likes his iced tea as sweet as pancake syrup. He likes trees because they don't talk back. And he likes the satisfaction of seeing his name posted next to a champion tree. My friend and I, uh, we have probably over half of the champions in Virginia. Which, which means what? How many is that? Pushing 200. Byron's gotten to where he can recognize a tree that might be a record breaker from his car going 60 miles an hour. A year ago, he was driving around with his friend Gary Fleming at a place called Cypress Bridge off the Nottoway River. When they got out of the car, Byron looked across the swamp and spotted the biggest tupelo he'd ever seen. I thought, wow, what a tree, you know. I've got to get back and measure that. A few days later, he did. The tree beat the national champ in circumference by six feet. He went a little deeper into the woods with his measuring tape. We went out there in a canoe to look at what he found. The, the champs just kept rolling in. Was it thrilling to, to just have one record after another? Oh, it was incredible. I was uh, like a, a mouse in a cheese factory. But it was also nerve-wracking. The land was owned by International Paper. There was an ongoing logging operation within sight of, the, of where I was standing. And I could hear the saws buzzing and the skitters uh, working. And uh, immediately called my friend Gary and asked him if he had ever been beyond the landing where we had been standing. He said, well, no. And I said, well, you really should have. And I gave him the circumferences of some of the trees that I had taped. Not only had Byron found three tupelos that beat the national champ, he also found a national champ Carolina ash and state champs of an overcup oak, a swamp cottonwood, and a bald cypress. And it's probably one of my crowning achievements. The thing is, the Department of Conservation told Byron to keep all of this a secret and let them take the credit. Since this land was privately owned, he wasn't supposed to be there. But word of Byron's big trees got out, and he was forced to come clean. The paper company didn't care that he'd been trespassing once they heard what he'd found. They were sitting on a virgin forest. And the term virgin simply means a forest that has never been cut. And so uh, it was determined that of that entire area, 38 acres were virgin. This forest is what settlers would have seen back when they first landed here. 
I've never seen anything like it. Trees submerged in five feet of water with trunks so wide it would take three or four people to wrap their arms around them. It looks like the kind of place where a dinosaur could round the curb at any second. The forest is home to all kinds of creatures, bears and snakes. Owls and uh, herons and frogs and crickets and, in fact, even fish uh, jumping out of the water and splashing around. As we paddle through the swamp, Byron points out some trees with really odd shapes. Well, we have the tea kettle tree, which we have to our right. Uh, We have the arch tree. Um, There's one that has two poppy-looking eyes uh, that might resemble a, a frog. If you look straight ahead, that's Big Mama. And Big Mama is the largest tree in Virginia known thus far. She's huge. If trees ate other trees, this one could eat the entire forest for breakfast. This tree could possibly be as much as 2,000 years old. Uh, to think that it you know, goes all the way back to the time of Jesus is certainly uh, pretty awe-inspiring that anything could be alive for that long. Hear that? That's Byron banging his paddle on the side of Big Mama. It sounds like a drum because the bottom of the trunk is rotted out. It's hollow. Some of these trees are so large uh, if they have an opening at the bottom, you could probably get eight to ten people inside of. Or you could set up a card table and play bridge. Byron's taken plenty of people inside the trees when the water level is down at the swamp. Many of them are environmentalists. Every time I think I'm going to find a big tree, I look it up on the list, and there's one bigger, and Byron's name is next to it. <laughs> I try. I try. We ran into Darren Loomis on our way out of the swamp. His job is to look after preserves owned by the state. And this is one that would be under his care uh, if and when it is purchased by the state, and we're very hopeful of that. Yes, we are. Hopeful that they can keep the long, long history in these 38 acres from being permanently erased, even if Byron's tree-hunting partner's wife doesn't get why they'd rather be mucking around in a swamp than doing what lawyers and retired teachers are supposed to do. My friend and I once were out in the canoe, and uh, he turned to me and he said, you know, Byron, we could be on the golf course right now. And then we broke into laughter because compared to that swamp, a golf course would pale in significance. Virgin Forest was produced by Hilary Frank for Weekend America. You can stop by the public radio exchange at prx.org to hear more pieces like this one. The Nature Conservancy provides support for this podcast, online at nature.org slash stories, committed to protecting nature and preserving life. If you have thoughts or feedback, please write to us at podcast at tnc.org. I'm Samantha Brown with Atlantic Public Media in Woods Hole, Massachusetts. Join us next week for a brand new Nature Stories podcast.